When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jalen Rose, I'm David Jacoby. We are Jalen and Jacoby. What is it that we do? We boss up and get a people. What they want. Guy Tory joins us on the program in mere minutes. And of course, we're going to talk about the Lakers not even making the play in, but we're not going to start with them. We're going to start with what will soon be the number one seed in the Eastern Conference, the Miami Heat. Heat And Tyler Hero put on a show coming off the bench, putting up 35 points. The Heat just need to get one win, and they will have locked up the top spot in the Eastern Conference. The Heat is on. Sixth man of the year, Tyler Hero. With a season high, David Jacoby, 35 big points. Jimmy Butler also had 27 the Miami Heat have held the number one spot in the East more than any team in the mm-hmm. league. You see Duncan Robinson now hitting threes? They're going to be very dangerous when the playoffs start. And I do respect the greatness of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, but I'm I'm consistently going to tell people this. I'd be shocked if the Nets are able to beat the Miami Heat or the Bucks in the first round. Well, when you look at the standings, it looks like if the Nets could beat the Cavs in that 7-8 plan, which still isn't determined, Mm -hmm. that they would end up playing the two seed. And the two seed is a huge, huge mess with the Celtics, Bucks, and Sixers, all with three games left Mm -hmm. to determine who ends up in two, three, or four. So the number one or the number two seed are both right now in danger of playing the Nets, but the Nets aren't going to beat the Heat in a seven-game series. No. And, and, and here, here's the other thing about the, the Miami Heat. So they have Bam Adebayo, who's a Swiss Army knife defensively, also can grab it off the board and take it coast to coast. He's been in and out of the lineup this year dealing with injury. When you put it all together and you add Kyle Lowry to that mix and P.J. Tucker's corner three-point shooting, his championship pedigree, and the mm-hmm. same with Morris, they got a lot of guys. And then there's a wild card, Victor Oladipo. Yeah, you never know. He just had 21 points recently in the game. So they have the currency and the culture and the coaching to actually get this done. So the the, the favorites in the East have to be the Bucs and the Heat. If somebody else for me comes out of the Eastern Conference, I personally will be shocked. Yeah, I believe the Bucs are the it, it does look right now as we head into the playoffs that the two teams that were in the finals last year are my favorites to be in the finals this year, the Suns and the Bucks. I want to show you something that you're really going to love and something that you're really not going to love. Two things I know about you is you hate air balls, <laughs> but you love LaMelo ball. And let me just show you just just one just instance of his absolute wizardry on the basketball floor that happened last night in this game against the Heat. Look at this. The spin catch and then the corner, what? 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 Magic as an NIL right there. Woo. Look at that. And, and then, let, let me just talk about the shot. Let me go on to my best Scarface, Brad Jordan. I never seen a man cry till I seen a man die. 
You know what I mean? Like, somebody gives you a dime like this, dog, and delivers you spin an on open three-point shot. And then the fake to one corner, then look at the hoop, and then hit it to the other corner. LaMelo Ball was absolutely just dynamic all season Twin. long. And in this game, he had at least four or five great highlights. But we are going to move on to the teams below the heat in the Eastern Conference. The 76ers mm-hmm. and the Bucks. Mm-hmm. They both got wins. The Celtics were not playing last night, but it was Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid went off. He had 45 points and 13 rebounds. Now, you don't want to play the Nets, right, in that first round series. But you, you don't not want to play the Nets. You know what I mean? Like, the Nets are not they're not looming as this team that I would pick over any one of those four teams in the top spot in a seven-game series. Well, the reason why is because inconsistently defensive uh, on the defensive side. And shout to Maxi, who was terrific, knocking down threes. Joel Embiid was dominant. Philadelphia was hitting threes from all over the place. And as we talk about di- disappointing teams in the NBA, make sure you mention the Pacers. Well, we don't mention them. I, I know. Well, I am. <laughs> I am. I'm really disappointed in their season. I thought they would be a lot better, but I want to make sure I give props to MB because last night when I went to bed, Jacoby. Uh-oh. Glass of wine. Uh-oh. MB was the MVP. Okay, let's talk about the MVP. Yesterday on the program, it was the Joker, the stretch mark five, Nikola Jokic. Last night after NBA countdown, I know you go back to the hotel. You just got to wind down a little bit and wind down a little bit. <laughs> and you have Joel Embiid as your MVP favorite right now? I do. And let me tell you the beauty of what's happening at the end of the year. When the last time you heard the term low management? People in the NBA ain't even talking about that no more. Standing ovation, Adam Silver, who instituted something called the play-in. Now, eight teams in both conferences are vying for four spots, which makes it look really bad. A team like the Lakers can't even qualify for the play-in. Now you have the MVP race being decided by the last week of the season. The Eastern Conference race, two, three, and four being decided by the last week of the season. This is exactly what he wanted to get accomplished. Mm -hmm. This is poetry in motion for somebody that loves this game so very much. There's only going to be three or four teams that are in the plan or the playoffs that will have their spot like locked up and be able to rest people because even that last game, the, the Saturday and Sunday, there's still drama to figure out who's going to be the three, who's going to be the four in the Western Conference, who's going to be the two, three, four in the Eastern Conference and the play. Toronto, Pascal Siakam been balling. Mm-hmm. Fred Van Vliet second in the league in, in, in three, total threes made. They just clinched. They went to bed last night like, whoo. The Cavs went to bed last night, playing without their bigs most night. Garland had a double-double. They lost. They're like, Phew. They're looking at the Nets in a, in a one-and-done situation. But they're in. That's what's been created now. Normally, we're only talking about the big names or the teams at the top spot. Now we're talking about the teams in the lower part of the conferences, Whoa. and that's because of the playing. One team in the lower part of the conference that we talk about way too much, the Los Angeles Lakers. And going into the games last night, if the Lakers lost and the Spurs won, they would officially be out of the playoffs. So now we have a team with Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, the purple and gold in Los Angeles, not in the play-in, not even not even eligible to maybe go on a run and win three in a row and make the play-in. They're eliminated. Play-in? 
Eliminated. Eliminated. Ryan! Eliminate. If you would have told me in October that this team would not even be in the play-in, I would be what shocked. did Jim Morris say? Play-in? He said playoffs, but yeah. This is... Hey, hey, dog, let me tell you something. Okay? I'll tell you a secret. Irvin Magic Johnson was my favorite player growing up. Pat Riley embodied cool, and you know how much I love Captain. Like, I used to love watching them play and elongate the legacy, and I respected playing against Shaq and Kobe and that legacy. And let me tell y'all something. Those 17 championships and all of those years I've watched Lakers basketball, I've never seen them have all NBA caliber performers like LeBron and AD on the roster, future Hall of Famers like Russ and Carmelo. And Dwight. And Dwight. And they can't qualify for the play-in. They're going to lose 50 games, Jay. This is, this is the most disappointing season I recall in the history of the Los Angeles Lakers. Easily. It's easily. And, and and let me give it some context. It's not like they were not one of the favorites to start the year. Them and the Nets were the two favorites to make it to the NBA Finals to start the season. Mm-hmm. People like myself, when I saw them assemble, even with Russ, they'll figure it out. Russell stagger his minutes. He'll be a triple-double when LeBron misses 25 games. Yep. He'll hold it down when AD misses It made a lot of games. sense before it the season started. Can it all be so simple and right? And then AD, AD misses 50% of the season. That's the disconnect. When AD misses half of the season, they can't stay afloat. And let me give a shout-out. You ready for this? Goes around, comes around. CP3. You know who he's friends with? LeBron James, Carmelo Anthony. You know what he loved yesterday? You know what he oh, loved yesterday? Eliminating him for the second straight year. Oh, yeah. We remember. For the second straight yep. year. And, and uh, Jalen, it's when Anthony Davis was healthy and playing, they still weren't good. It's not like they won 75% of their games when they had all of their players. Did you know that Monty Williams could have taken the Laker job and turned it down? Did you know that the Lakers tried to shortchange Todd Lue? Or a couple million dollars when they could have had somebody that won a championship with, with LeBron, LeBron James. James. Yes. Like, it can't get no closer than that. So, when you want to separate church from state and you did that here, let me just make sure I give the king his tribute here. First off, he can't come back and try to win a score of title. Oh, that'd he's definitely going to come no, back and try to win a score. That'd be a bad look. Oh, he's definitely oh, no. doing no, that. That'd be a bad Oh, he is definitely doing that. Oh, you know, Jalen. Not going to be able to do it. You don't think LeBron James no. is going to play two more games no, and score can't. 40 or 50 in each one? No. You don't think he's no. going to? Why? Because no. it doesn't look no. good? No. Oh, he's definitely no. doing Those that. Those optics are so bad. Oh, he's doing it. I'm surprised you're even saying this. No, because they got eliminated last night. You know he is playing. You know he is playing. So let me. You think he doesn't want a scoring title? So let me just. Let me just. Let me kick let me continue to go in on how oh, bad no. of a Lakers season this is and the worst that I remember, the worst I recall ever freaking watching because LeBron James is going to be all NBA. Anthony Davis is still a top 10 player. Russell Westbrook is still playing meaningful basketball and going to the Hall of Fame. They're top 75 players in the NBA. So is Carmelo Anthony. They're on the same team right now and can't qualify for the play-in. When you get a chance, look at the starting five from the Spurs last night. Javon uh, Murray wasn't even playing. It's wild. They got waxed. It's wild. You know what I'm saying? The I, Lakers I, got waxed, and, and, and the Spurs went out and waxed the Nuggets with, the, with Jokic scoring 40 and having 17 because they got Pop on the sideline. And so, like, 
this Lakers team, let's not ignore LeBron's role in this. As a great player, mm-hmm. as a uh, one of the leading lead, leading scorers in the league, great players get to dictate sometimes who come and go. They earn that right. I remember being a shorty, and Isaiah wanted AD out of there. And he was bringing in Mark Aguirre. He knew that had to work. We won a championship. Magic and Norm didn't necessarily see eye to eye. When Norm left, they brought in Byron Scott. Won a championship. It had to work. Michael Cooper, it had to work. This happens, been happening since the beginning of time. When, when Michael Jordan tells the Bulls to bring in Dennis Rodman, and he don't show up at practice because he's hanging out with Carmen Electra and doing whatever Dennis Rodman does, you know who got to go get him? MJ. So let's make sure we acknowledge LeBron's role in putting together this oh, team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not leading this team. And when we talk about them being bad on defense, him also struggling in that area. Now, the overarching issue is AD's health. If they healthy, they make the playoffs. Of course. They still don't win a championship. Jalen, very quickly, is Frank Vogel back next year? No, he's is, gone right is now. Is Anthony Davis back next year? Yes. Is Russell Westbrook back next yes. year? Yes. Is LeBron James back next yes. year? Yes. Is Rob Palinka back next year? Yes. Are we back next year? I don't know. I think so. We'll be back right after this very <laughs> short break. Guy Tory is going to come kick with us. One of the funniest people to ever hold a microphone. Joining us right after this. Coming to you live from the Seaport in New York City, brought to you by Chase. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. Jalen Rose, who's joining us right now? St. Louis, stand up. One of fu- one of the funniest guys in the industry, my friend. Guy <laughs> Tory is joining the program. Welcome back, family. We appreciate you. What's up, people? It's good to be here, man. Good to be here. Yes, sir. Well, you have Fat Tuesdays out now on Amazon Prime. What can viewers expect when they tune in? Oh, man. Laughter, uh, some education, some inspiration, just some stuff that they didn't know, an education on black comedy and some of our funniest comedians working today and how they got there. So, Guy T, the beautiful thing about me seeing this is that's 1995. The year I got drafted, the year I also had a summer home in L.A. So I was there for all of this. So tell me, at what point did you decide this was the period of time that you wanted to unpack some of these historic stories? You know what, man? I've been working on this for, like, underground nine years. 13 mm. years total and about four years ago i took it to my agent's office an innovative artist and they were like you've been sitting on this and i was like well you know I've, I've been busy so you know we start shopping it man to production companies man and kelsey grammar's company gramnet came through then went to original productions and then amazon said hey let's do this so it's a perfect fit man it's like an isotonic glove baby <laughs> <laughs> well the comedy game stories, is the comedy game is to be told Go ahead, you go. These stories had to be told, man. And like too many times, a lot of the comedian stories aren't told. And and I, I you know, this is the perfect time for it, man, to, to, for everybody here, these great comedians and their journey. 
You know, like back in 95, I used to go to the VHS rental place, and that's how I would get stand-up <laughs> specials. And everything has changed so much now with streaming, Lock, like Amazon Lock. Prime, and also there's social media. How has social media impacted stand-up comedy? Well, man, it, it really broke down a lot of walls. And it's giving the younger comedians, even old veterans, uh, a chance to showcase their stuff on their own and call their own shots. Some of, some of the comedians in my generation don't like the social media game, but I'm like, look, this is where technology is. And these young comedians are finding a great way of making it a great tool to promote themselves. So I'm all, I'm all for it. Shout to your brother, Joe Torrey, also. Another Absolutely. gentleman who has a brother in the industry, Tony, his brother <laughs> name is Chris. And I know yes. you were watching the Oscars. What did yes. you think about Will Smith smacking well, I, Chris I, Rock during the Oscars? I got a show in Philly coming up. And uh, I'm just going to let you know right now, Philly. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love y'all. But you take two steps toward this stage. I don't care if you're a waiter bringing me a drink. Uh, I'm going to just tell me. <laughs> Hey, man, you know what? Will Smith is one of my favorite actors, man, in my top 25. Chris Rock is on my county, Mount Rushmore. It hurt me to see what happened. I went to bed with the Bible that night. I literally slept with the Bible that night in my arm. I held it like it was Rihanna. I mean, I was I was that disturbed, man. And uh, I just hope they smoothed it out, man. But, you know, Will know he was wrong. Will know he couldn't have done that to just anybody. But Chris was a perfect gentleman because I'm not that classy. Mm. <laughs> so shout out to Chris Rock and mm -hmm. Will Smith. You were my favorite man, but you got tackled, bro. You 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 got MMA or UFC or do you two small feet would have been as small as your back when you walked away. <laughs> but still so, one of my favorite actors, man. One of the things I love about you is you're hilarious. And another thing I love about you is you have high, high, high standards when it comes to the tequila behind you. There's no Cuervo on that shelf back there. Like, those that's the expensive bottles of tequila back there. You know when you get advanced in age, you start spending 60 and above when you get the tequila. Hey, man. That's what keeps me young. Um, tequila, man, and laughter, bro. That's that's it. You know? That's my drink of choice. That well, vodka, you needed that's it. That's all I do. You needed it this year watching your purple and gold. Now, Ooh. I ain't going to let you slide. I know how much you love the Lakers. They got uh, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, uh, Carmelo Anthony all on the team and can't qualify for the play-in? Hey, man, I guarantee you, I, honestly, at the beginning of the season, I saw 79-3. and three. Wow. <laughs> I, saw, I saw 79 what and three. What happened those three I games? Be, I didn't think it I didn't think it was gonna be three and seventy nine. <laughs> so yeah, man, I'm a, I'm a little disappointed, man. But you know what? We, we're gonna regroup, man. Those are those are Hall of Famers and legends on that team. I still I still believe in Russell Westbrook, regardless of of, of of the season this year. I still believe in Russell Westbrook, and I still believe they can get it together for next season. Do you think Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, and LeBron James are all on the team next season? I think one may be gone. Uh, I don't know which one. I wish we can keep all three, but I think to get pieces, and I think we got the right pieces now. I just think maybe we may not have the right coach. And I like Vogel, but I just, it just shows this year that with all that talent, I mean, it couldn't, couldn't, couldn't put it together at the right time at the same time. I know injuries and all that stuff, but I don't believe in excuses. It's next man up. I don't care if Anthony Davis is injured or LeBron is injured. Whoever you put on the team should be able to step in and do just as good a job as not better. So I don't believe in excuses. I'm not going to play the injury thing.
Well, Frank Vogel will be the fall guy. Yeah. I'm looking forward to checking out the comedy store as oh, it man. is released. Because I know so many classic stories, so many classic Ooh. careers, so many classic comedians that are going to be featured. We appreciate you joining us. And we're going to do more if we're going to do more with you on our podcast. But thanks a lot for That's joining right. us, Scott T. We yes. appreciate the and, love. And, I, and I'll be in New York at, at Levity Live, Nyack, this weekend. Oh, dope. Fat Tuesdays is now streaming on Amazon Prime. Appreciate you taking the time. We'll be back with right we'll be back with more right after this. You're watching Jalen Jacoby. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. Jalen, another day, another day that Brittany Griner remains detained in Russia. Too many days, too long. And I just want to send prayers and well wishes to her and her family after 48 days of being detained, just hoping for a safe return. Every end of the NBA season, you get stressed out about voting. All NBA votes, all defensive team votes, and you get very stressed about the whole thing. And... There's an interesting movement that's happening in Rookie of the Year. It was Evan Mobley's all season long, but the last month, Kate Cunningham has come on strong as a Pistons fan and an objective voter. Who do you got? Scotty Barnes has been terrific helping mm-hmm. the Toronto Raptors secure a playoff spot. And Mobley was amazing at the beginning of the year, in particular, helping the Cavs outplay expectations. But K deserves to be in the MVP conversation. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but in all, but in all honesty, um, it's going to be a tough vote. Mm-hmm. And you got to reward winning. But K, I appreciate how he's balled this year. Jalen Green has come on late. He's had five 30-point yep. games yep. in a row. It's a great so rookie it's been, class. It's been a great I class. I love Herb Jones for the Pelicans. Kaminga for the Golden State Warriors. Yep. I think what Mobley does defensively, especially as a rookie, probably would get my vote. But guess what? I don't have one, and you do. So we'll see who ends up winning Rookie of the Year. But it certainly got interesting at the end. Jalen, you wanted to give a shout-out to a former Michigan Wolverine. Who's that? Yeah, Xavier Simpson. Shout to the alum out there shooting his hooks, getting mm-hmm. signed by OKC. Look I ain't it. mad at you. I love a fella. little man hook shot. No doubt Look about at these. it. Hey, a story of perseverance. Keep working on your game, and it'll pay off. Look at that. I love a little man hook shot through the lane like magic. Oh, off the wrong foot, too. Look at that. He be making those. Shout out to Xavier Simpson. The, sometimes the, the Thunder got guys out there I just never heard of before. <laughs> I'm watching the Thunder games. I'm just like, who are these human beings getting paid to play basketball? We have Thursday, Friday Thank off. Enjoy you. the Masters. We'll be back you on Monday far. as always. Too kind. We always say we give the people they want. Part of that is doing podcast exclusive content for our podcast listeners. Joining us right now, Guy Tory. Fat Tuesdays is streaming on Amazon Prime right now. The story of Tuesday Night Special. Would you, would you like put it together and curate it and host it? Yeah, yeah. It was my idea. And uh, I went to the comedy store. They gave me the night. And um, I, had to, I had to do something with it. It was, it was, it was a night that, ne- that was needed. My daddy always taught me growing up. If you see something need done, don't wait to be asked. Go ahead and do it. She'll, she'll hang on the ground. You know you didn't put it there, but it don't belong there. Pick it up and put it where it belongs. So with Fat Tuesdays, there was a void in Los Angeles of industry coming to see black comedians in the hood. So my thing was like, take the hood to Hollywood, create this night and showcase these young brothers and sisters who, who are getting overlooked. That's exactly what happened. And the beauty of that, Jacoby, with it being on Sunset, is literally in the heartbeat of what was popping and so Mm. to see them on this stage and to have this opportunity was a beautiful thing 
Can you name some of the comedians that whose careers were aided and or launched by being a part of Fat Tuesdays? Oh, absolutely, man. Uh, Nick Cannon comes to mind right off the bat. Mike Epps. You know, when Nick Cannon came, he was like 17 years old. I met him when he was 15. And he mm. came, he was rapping. I let him on stage. And Will Smith, ironically, was in there that night and, and saw him and hooked up with him and, and, and the rest mm. is history. I mean, like I said, uh, Michael Blackson. Ice Cube saw him that night uh, at Fat Tuesdays and put him in the Friday movie, the next Friday mm. movie. Like I said, Mike Epps, Chris, uh, Chris Tucker. They saw Chris Tucker there and he ended up being in um, Ele uh, Fifth Element. Uh, mm. I got American Issue X because they saw me at Fat Tuesdays. I mean, the list goes on and on, man. Kevin Hart would come, and he said, you know, this is where he learned how to navigate through the business at Fat Tuesdays. So a lot of, and you were there, Jalen, so a lot of movers and shakers were there. It wasn't just comedians, mm -hmm. but there was producers, athletes, mm -hmm. directors, mm -hmm. singers, strippers, some of Luke, some mm -hmm. of Luke dancers was always in there. It was our Studio 54, baby. Mm -hmm. So you've worked with many of the comedians that you just mentioned. And also, you've been in some movies with some comedians as well. You mentioned that filming the, the film Life was something that you really enjoyed. What was it classic. like being on that That's set? That's a classic. Let me tell you something. That was the greatest set I've been on in my life, man, because you had Eddie Murphy who set the tone from the beginning. Out the gate, Eddie Murphy told director, let them go. He trusted all of us. Let them do what they want to do. Let them improv. And to have that type of trust is amazing. But to have that type of trust in a period piece, because this movie was set in like the 40s. So mm. to allow us to ad-lib and, and trust us to know that we're going to ad-lib for that period was amazing. So he set the tone right out the gate, man. Then you had Martin Lawrence, who I've been friends with because I worked on the Martin show as a PA. I wrote an episode of Martin that was produced and aired. And I guest starred on the Martin show. So that was family right there. At the same time, I was on the Kings of Comedy Tour, the first host, and Bernie Mac was on that tour. So me and Bernie mm. Mac would go out on the weekends and tour, and then we were, and then during the week we were, were together on the, on a set of life. So I had these great mentors, man, who basically took me under my under their wings, man, and taught me a lot. Please tell me a story about being a PA on Martin, the classic oh, show. <laughs> you know, I learned a lot, man. I, I learned how talented Martin is man because what was on the script and what came out of his mouth was two different things and it mm. worked but the whole cast was like that you know what i'm saying tommy ford tashina arnold mm. tisha campbell and carl Payne. they all were like that man so he was a great cast and i learned how to navigate through the industry i learned what a producer does and what a director is and what a live producer is mm. as a pa getting scripts but i started you know me i'm from st louis we jones mm. we played a dozen so you know no i was i was cracking jokes on everybody so the writers would come out the room, come out of the writers' room to get jokes for me to put in the script. So a lot of those BDB <laughs> jokes and on Pam's neck and, and Martin's head, you know, came from me. You know, just talking smack. You know, there's some great a great writing team back then. Well, uh, we mentioned the tequila behind you, and you're gonna need it for this Lakers <laughs> season coming to a close to commiserate. However, you're a Rams fan. And you had reason yes, to celebrate this season. How do you feel about the Super Bowl? And how do you feel about some of the additions that they've made coming into next year? Well, you know what? I was at the Super Bowl. It was one of the greatest halftime shows, other than the Janet Jackson one in Houston, for, uh, for other reasons. <laughs> one of the greatest halftime shows. <laughs> I haven't been a, a, a witness in person. And my, my Rams, man, they did it. A lot of people you know, didn't think they would. We looked a little shaky a couple of times, but we pulled it out. And now, I hate we lost Vaughn Miller. But you know what? Bobby Wagner! Come on, Al Robinson. I hate it we lost Robert Woods. I mean, 
you know. But I, and hopefully we sign OBJ back, and and we can be the greatest show on turf again. So Jacoby, I like what he just did. He kept it one thousand, and I appreciate that because you know how much I hate bandwagon fans. People that live in one region of the country and they say their favorite teams are the Yankees, the Lakers, and Alabama football. I'm like, how you like all of them, right? You notice he said we. He's from St. Louis. The Rams moved to L.A. And he said the greatest show on turf in the same sentence as Von Miller and Aaron Donald. You get it honest. What do you think about the people in L.A., to be honest, that you see jump on their bandwagon even though they're not from L.A.? It's a lot of them, man, who, who didn't. I've been around, a lot of them jumping on now. You know, when we was at the Coliseum, they wasn't jumping on that bandwagon. Now we got a new, a new big house, and now that we got a chip, now you want to jump on the bandwagon. And you, this is what I say to them. <laughs> get off. Get off. Let, this, <laughs> Let the Chargers get in the Super Bowl. They'll be Chargers fans next season. You know, that's, that's, that's how it works in that town. They're about to turn into Clippers right, fans too right. this year. <laughs> hey, man, let me tell you something about the Clippers. I don't care if my mama played for the Clippers. I ain't rooting for them. <laughs> I, I hope you get a triple-double. But I'm a Laker fan, true and true. So we had an argument earlier today about the Lakers and LeBron James' uh, sort of potential of going for the scoring title. He needs to play in two of the last three games and score about 35 points to to shore up the scoring title. I think he's going to try to do that. Jalen does not think it would be a good look. How do you feel? I agree with Jalen. Just go and sit it out. You come back next season. You know, uh, you got enough awards, man. Rest your body. You know, you ain't mm-hmm. 18 anymore. You know, just go ahead and sit it out. You you, you carried this team all season, you know, uh, LeBron. So just rest and sit it out, bro. Fat Tuesdays. To to Fat Tuesdays on Amazon. My brother, Guy T, always funny, always real. Appreciate you, family. Looking forward to catching up soon. Tell me about that show that's coming up. Man, uh, Nyack, New York, Levity Live this weekend. And Philly, Easter Sunday, I'm there. Don't start no ish. (laughs) (laughs) Make sure you watch Fat Tuesdays streaming on Amazon Prime right now. Appreciate you taking the time. Thanks a lot, family. Love y'all, man. You know I'm a big fan of y'all, man. Love y'all, man. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Congrats on everything. We always say we give the people what they want. Part of that is doing podcast exclusive content for our podcast listeners. I want to give a shout to Guy Tory for coming by and joining us. Mr. Rose, a couple things I want to discuss with you. Some controversy on the internet. Controversy. My people are taking L's. Paula Patton. <laughs> You've seen this video? I have seen it. She, I believe, um, is interracial. I might be wrong about this. I didn't do the research. I believe she has a black father and a white mother. And she was using her um, white mother's fried chicken recipe. Mm. She did some interesting things with this chicken, Mm. Mr. Rose. Now, I'm not exactly one to be criticizing how other people make fried chicken. I've made fried chicken in my kitchen exactly (laughs) zero times. However, I would put the seasoning on the chicken before I put the chicken in the grease. (laughs) She poured the seasoning into the grease, Mr. Rose. I seen it. It didn't look cooked. And people didn't know if it looked cleaned either. There there was the clean... The cleaning part didn't bother me so much. Well, it should. There's something called salamander poisoning. You What's it called? Salamander poisoning. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> what is it called? Oh, my God. What is it called? <laughs> yes! 
Yes, make sure you clean your chicken so you don't get salamander poisoning, everybody. You know what a salamander is? <laughs> what is it? <laughs> I love you so much. Make sure you cook your chicken. You don't want to get salamander poisoning. Do you know what a salamander is? It's a fish, right? Mm. It's an amphibious lizard. Oh, it's a lizard. It's a it. lizard, but it's, it's lizard. like it lives in the water. So it's kind yeah, of fish-like in nature. So I'm right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm right. Salmonella is what I believe you were saying. Oh, salmonella poison. Yeah. Now, first of all, I don't even know if I'm saying it right, but it's closer to Sal- salmon- yeah. salmonella than it Sal- is salamander. Salmonella. Salmonella. Yeah. Watch some chickens for end up getting salmonella. Salmonella poisoning. Yes. That, that was my Midwest yes. Southern it, twang. It, and then it turned into a racial thing, and everyone's just getting, you know, and getting mad at her. And I felt bad. You know what? I felt I laughed at her at first, and then I started feeling bad for her. She was just trying to cook some chicken. You know what I mean? And now all of a sudden, like her mom is catching strays. Well, here's what I have to say that you kind of talked about off wax. Be very careful of the food you post because it doesn't necessarily look as appetizing online as it may look in your kitchen. You know, I know, I know who you're talking about. No, I'm just saying for real. <laughs> no, I'm just saying for real. Yeah, well, for most people, like I cook It, it opens lot. you up to it, a lot of unnecessary yeah. criticism for people who can't taste it. Well, no, but here's the other thing. Like when you press um, a stream, right? Now all of a sudden you just open up yourself to all people are, you're trying to do a nice thing and cook and have fun yeah. and invite the fans into your living room. But at the same time, they looking at what's on the wall. They paying attention to everything in the shot. Mm-hmm. They criticizing everything about you, and then they're criticizing how you cook. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? But she did cook it wrong. She did. I mean, yeah, she did. Yeah, she did. No seasoning. Yeah, she did cook it wrong. And plus, I like mine extra crispy. Yes, got to. You know what I'm saying? Extra, extra crispy. Got you know to. So it got to live in the dough, batter. When she flipped them over, I was like, "That's that's it." <laughs> was there editing involved? I mean, but <clears throat> it's shots of her. She's just I'm, I'm trying to cut out the I fried food. For her. I'm trying to cut out the fried food. You say that a lot, but don't forget, I eat a lot of meals with you. Yeah, French fries don't count. <laughs> <laughs> Those are potatoes. Everybody trying to cut out the fried food. Those are potatoes. Those don't count. Big shout to Jalen Rose supplying the cast and crew of the entire seaport. With some great food yesterday. Yeah, some duck, some egg. From first. From in first. Shout Make the sure first. you check it out. Delivered. So, Jalen, a couple things. Rumored Laker coaches for next year. Poor Frank Vogel. You know, people say I look like Frank Vogel. I like Frank Vogel. Really? Yeah, do you think Frank Vogel looks like me at all? I wouldn't be mad at that. He's probably mad at that, though. You can play him in the movie. He's probably, he's probably like, <laughs> I don't look like that dude at all. Well, <clears throat> he looked stressed after the game last night. Yeah, he did. Doc Rivers, Quinn Snyder, Mike Brown. Mike Brown. Mike Brown? He coached LeBron. Has a pre-existing relationship with him. They took for granted that with... So here's another thing I just want to say about LeBron and his greatness. Sometimes you got to stand on the table for certain things. I always felt like it was a mistake that he didn't stand on the table for Ty Lue. Mm. I always felt like that was a mistake. You know, I've been saying that for years. Because it was only a couple million dollars. If this Lakers team, again, hindsight's always 20-20. But imagine this team without Russell Westbrook, with Alex Caruso, KCP, Trez. Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma. DeMar DeRozan. 
And Ty Lue is the head coach. Hmm. Hmm. Can it be that it was all so simple? So remember we were talking about Kareem and how he was critical of LeBron James. The two things that he was critical of LeBron James were, and one I forgot at the time, was the tweet of the about COVID with the Spider-Man meme. And him doing a, uh, a dance intimating that he has um large area after hitting a shot. Two petty things to be criticizing LeBron about. You know what I mean? He's like disrespecting the game and the other team. However, Kareem apologized. It takes a man to admit when he feels like he's wrong. I bet nobody told him to do it, made him do it, or forced him to do it. Mm. So that means that he felt like he shouldn't have said what he said. And that that's no big deal. Like, that's really no big deal. Like, the OGs get a chance to have their opinion. Like, mm-hmm. I ain't, I ain't going to never be that young person either to act like I'm just going to dismiss what he has to say because it may be in a different code or a different language or coming from a different voice. Like, what you just said ain't wrong, by the way. Like, no. if you were encouraging your team to play – and they were fifth graders, you wouldn't want them to do that. No. And I, when I saw the Spider-Man meme post from LeBron, I was like, that's interesting. Huh. I don't know if I would tweet that. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I mean, you need referees and, well, it's, and it, officials. It's also like, everybody uh, honest. Kareem is like, whoa, this is a headline now? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure he just he said was, something. He was, yeah. yeah. He He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're making this a headline yeah, now? Like, was. this is like a thing that they're talking about on ESPN? Like, what happened? I promise y'all, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is not jealous of LeBron James. Uh-uh. By no means. Uh-uh. I, I got a chance to watch both of them play and know what both of them accomplished, and I promise you he's not jealous of LeBron and James. I, I also expect him to be in the building for the games where LeBron's even close to passing him. So he can always handle himself with class. He just he was just going to the Bucks games. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like they they didn't have the best relationship. He and that franchise. And I believe he was in the building to give this quote because he was giving something to Carmel Anthony and, and award a yeah, uh, social justice. award. Absolutely, yeah, the, yeah. the new social justice award is named after Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and all of the sacrifices that he has done for our culture. So I want to make sure. That everybody put some respect on his name. So many times, like, somebody could say one thing, and it becomes Kiki, and then we start to, like, no, he's a king. Like, he's a legend. He's an icon. You know what I'm saying? We, there would never be any Kareem Abdul-Jabbar slander with my presence. So he's in the Cleveland Summit photo, I don't photo, care who right? it is. He's in the Cleveland Summit photo behind me? Absolutely. He ain't here. Yeah. yeah. I can't and, see him and, behind and, the and, sign. And let me teach How you. old is he in that? I love you. Thank you. So, Luau Cinder at the... Uh, at UCLA, before he changed his name to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, was also a social justice warrior. And at the time, Jim Brown, who's arguably the greatest lacrosse player of all time, arguably the greatest running back of all time, and arguably the greatest social justice warrior of all time, got with Muhammad Ali, who's the greatest fighter of all time, who's the person who gave a sense of pride to black people when he said, I'm pretty, I'm beautiful. Like, that that meant something. I'm the greatest. That meant something. That, that, and then he went out and did it, and he overcame, and he stood, up, he stood on his voice time and time again on his morals over any dollar ever. And then Bill Russell, 
who won 11 championships in 13 years. And they named the freeway after Ted Williams in Boston for batting 400. And this man had to wait 50 years to get a statue. Am I wrong? No, I'm wrong. Okay. So, Lou Alcindor, at 19 years of age, to answer your question. 19. You remember when I was 19? Uh-huh. I wasn't mature like that. No. Uh, there, I, 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 I was I was definitely be trying to have some 40 ounces, not do that. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? Like, and so what ended up happening with those athletes of that era, when you spoke out for your people, for your culture, and you were a social justice warrior, you got ostracized and disliked by mainstream media. And so what ends up happening is players like the big O who stood on the table for free agency and sacrificed so many things as it relates to his legacy and how he was viewed and how he was covered because the media didn't like him because he took that stand. He now paves the way for players that you don't even know casually to make $200 million a year. So you damn right he's frustrated probably if he look at his bank and he go to the ATM and he ain't got a blank check in there. I would be too. You see what I, you don't think that um, wide receivers of the 80s are now looking at the money going around in the NFL like I came in the wrong time. <laughs> yeah, they are. I came in the wrong time. It's not a, it's just inflation in life. And so Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and the people that I just meant, like they're iconic human beings that just so happen to be athletes. And all of them were ostracized based on their political beliefs and views, each of them. And one of the things, one of my most painful memories in sports was something that was cheered and I celebrated and understood it, but it hurt me to watch Muhammad Ali with severe Tourette syndrome lighting the torch at the Olympics in Orlando. Mm. And the reason why is because I just saw this man for so many years of my life sacrifice so much and be so strong and, and, and so vocal and so, and, and, and so pretty to it seems like he didn't get forgiven until his health was at its almost worst. And that like combination was really painful for me to see. But I'm so glad that he did that. And I'm so glad that he was honored overall. Well put, Mr. Rose. However, this is the first time we've ever discussed Queen Abdul-Jabbar without you saying. You go ooh and ah when I jump in my car. People treat me like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That's Chuck D. <laughs> I'm glad you my that My 98 Oldsmobile is. <clears throat> yep. <clears throat> of course, Muhammad Ali had Parkinson's, not Tourette's, but. Oh, Parkinson's. I know exactly what you mean. Parkinson's, I'm sorry. Now, you quote Chuck D. Oh, Mahmoud Abdul Raouf at Tourette's. Also played with him in Denver. You quote Chuck D. He's a legendary New York hip hop artist. Another legendary New York hip hop artist who has been on this program, LL Cool J, announced a Rock the Bells festival Ooh. in Forest Hills, Ooh. Queens. Shout Ooh. to Susan Lee, my Ooh. ex-girlfriend from Forest Hills. Ooh. Used to have to take the train very far oh, take to the get train. there to 71st take the and Continental. Take the train. And then take a bus take after you get bus. off the train. Whoa. Shout to, shout to Susan Lee. Let's have some goodie. So, <laughs> let me tell you about this lineup, Mr. Rose. 
You tell me if you're interested in attendance. I'm already interested. LL gonna be there. LL Cool J. Ice Cube. Definitely. Rick Ross. Yay, yay. Rose. Little Kim. Trill. Cameron. Killer. Jim, Jim Jones. Capo. Joel Santana. Dipset, dipset, dipset. Fat dip Joe and Remy Ma. <laughs> Joe. Jada uh, Kiss. Uh, hit the brakes. Joe Cartagena, I'm about to get him to come on this show. Please do. Again, he's been on the show more than I have. He said into a microphone if he was Chris Rock and Will Smith smacked him like that, that he wouldn't have did nothing. Now, for all y'all who just see the, the handsome gentleman riding in Rolls Royces in Miami with palm trees, <laughs> like... Don't get it twisted. Talking, call Terror Squad for a reason. Okay. Okay. They earned the name Terror Squad. <laughs> they, they named themselves right. Terror Squad. Exactly. They're like earning your name right. on a basketball court. People called them that. Terror you know squad. what I'm saying? Yeah. They didn't name themselves that. You I was scared of them. I was at a nightclub and they came in and I was scared. I would grab my friends and say, let's get out of here. This is scary. I told Fat Joe this story. I was in Miami one time, and I guess I could have been caught slipping. It was like 2 in the morning. I'm looking for the ride, looking for the cab. I saw some boys sneaking up on move, moving and shaking. And, you know, I know what it looked like. <laughs> Pulling up to the camera, trying to scope. Spidey out. sense. Yeah, I was yeah. like, all right, I know what this looked like. And then before I know, Joe Crack turns around. I see him. I'm like, yo, what up? He's like, no. He's like, he's going to leave him alone. <laughs> <laughs> he came and gave me some time. Saved your life. <laughs> Shout to Fat like, Joe. Good looking. I wouldn't even be here today. Good looking. You know what I'm oh. saying? I put I, this probably was what I was rocking. You know what I'm saying? He probably would have got me, dog. It's a great chain. You know what I'm saying? But who else is gonna be at Rock the Bells? Shout to Remy. Oh, you know what? Papoose. Next week. You didn't you just say Fat Joe and Remy Ma? Yes. Let's get Papoose on the show. And by the way, Papoose, the alphabet song, the J and J's. How many years have I been saying, Jacoby, that I want him to do that for us? That'd be such a dope idea. Jada Kiss is going to be in the building. Ha-ha! <laughs> Jada Kiss is going to be in the building. Ha-ha! <laughs> no one can do it except for him. Ah! I can't do it. Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> can't do it. Scarface. Trina. Ooh, never seen a man cry till I seen him. Trina. Man Nori. Nori has more hits than you think. Yeah. Nori Super has thug. more hits than Super you thug. think. Nori's got uh, hits. What, the, hey, them Neptunes. Yes. It was giving them them beats. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Drink Champs. I need CNN. To, you know what? I'm just Blood Money Part 2. You know what? Nori, I hit you up, though. I need to come be on the show. I'm going to be concerned about that. We've been talking really about it forever. That show. They really drink on that show. Well, I got a cup. You don't know what's in it. I do. It's tea. And diggable planets. Ooh. Doom, doom, doom. I could miss doom, diggable doom. planets. I got to be honest. <laughs> They're probably going out first. Yeah, they'd be. Yeah, they'll be out first. They'll warm up, man. That sounds exciting. I don't, you know, I don't like live music, but that's just right that's up gonna my be alley. Dope. Just right up my alley. No rapper can rap quite like I can. I take a muscle bomb, man, and put his face in the sand. I was LL in the school play. Jalen. Make it say go LL and do the wop. When you went to Fat Tuesdays hosted by Guy Tory back in the mid-90s, I know all the people on stage looked like you, but did the audience have people in it looked like me? Y'all weren't invited, dog. (laughs) Y'all was not invited. You know what I'm saying? That literally at the door is like, 
If you white, you can't come in. This ain't for you. You wouldn't understand. You know what I'm saying? for you. Yeah, exactly. You got Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Tuesdays is for us. At least give us February, the shortest month of the year. Let us have that. Okay. Big shout to Guy Tori. You can stream Fat Tuesdays on Amazon Prime. We'll be back on Monday. Enjoy the Masters on Thursday and Friday. Why will we be back on Monday, Jim Rose? Like the Blastmaster Karis one once famously said, we're not done. We're not done. I love Karis one so much. We are not done. Got to give the people.